Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Okay, guys, do you remember how you felt the first time you made plans to ask a girl for a date? Just how you would ask, what you needed to do, where you would catch up with her and meet her. Maybe you even called a few times, but hung up, fearing she was going to reject you. Is 10 times enough? Just one. And if so, what could you do to make her accept you? Ladies, might you remember a time when you wanted to tell your crush just how you felt, but didn't for the same reasons, fear of rejection? Or what about the first time that you went shopping on your own as a teenager? You came back home all excited, bought new clothes, shoes, makeup, whatever, only to have your mother or father say, no, you can't wear that. Rejected. In our sermon series about stop being afraid, we look at fear of being rejected. You can be rejected for anything. The teenager who gives into peer pressure doesn't want to be rejected, and the spouse who continues to give in to the absurd demands of an abusive partner for fear of being rejected. Or the Christian who doesn't speak up for what Scripture says for fear of being rejected. From how we look to what we say, we want to be heard. We want to be accepted. But at the risk of being rejected, most of us will conform or keep our mouths shut. In one way, shape, or form, we all experience a common fear of rejection. Today especially, people are silenced or rejected for what they believe, what they say, or even what they think. And especially for Christians, however, what if you want to express what you want to express is not merely an opinion, but the truth of which you are convinced and convicted by Scripture? Scripture is not an opinion, certainly not your opinion. It's God's word. It's God's truth. When you or I hold back on God's word for fear of rejection, by others, you and I hold back on our confession of faith in what we believe, in what we hold true, in how we live. You don't want to be rejected for your opinion, but will you risk rejection and ridicule by saying what God teaches? Yes, in today's world, rejection goes far beyond the personal rejection of being turned down for a date or not being invited to a party. It's far worse than when you weren't chosen as a baseball boy or as a girl not invited to the popular girl's sleepover. 
Today you are rejected if you believe there is an objective or an all-authoritative right or wrong that is not a matter of opinion. God's word is that objective truth, and the world could care less about it. God's word is the right and wrong for all God's creation, to which all of God's creation is held accountable, but for which God's children are rejected and ridiculed often enough. Our world has become so politically, socially, and racially polarized. It's based on rejecting anyone who would hold contrary opinions. Rejection is the death sentence of polarization. Polarization is the love child of stereotypes that give birth to categories with which you are labeled and then rejected. You can take your pick of any polarizing group. Let's just take politics, for example. If you say you're a Republican, you are labeled by Democrats into the category of MAGA Republicans, fueled by stereotypes and supporting media. To be a Democrat is to not be seen in the Republican category of stereotypes. If you're a Democrat, you're labeled by Republicans as woke, BLM supporters who seek chaos and defunding the police, also fueled by stereotypes and supporting media. To be a Republican is to not be seen in the Democrat category of stereotypes. To be categorized, rejected, and silenced, all you must do is answer the question. Are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? As these groups show, you are far safer if you identify yourself by what you stand against rather than what you stand for, rather than proffer personal opinions or God-given scripture teaching you might be accepted if you just shut up. It's as if everyone everywhere today is playing a tug of war with truth and morality. Spiritually, it most certainly is a tug of war between God and Satan. Scripture tells us that. Our society has no authoritative, objective truth or morality. It is the stronghold, as Scripture teaches, of Satan. Truth and morality is a tug of war for dominance that seeks to define what's right and wrong and to control who or what is rejected or accepted as truth. It is a me-based, I am the authority. God's truth and morality is based on It's a God authority. I'm not here to preach on groups or polarizations, but we need to face that reality. Here's my question for you in any polarizing category. Do you feel that you have to pick a side for fear of being rejected or silenced? Do you feel you have to belong to one or another category or label that others have picked for you? Where are you? in this tug of war in our society. You know, in a tug of war, the game usually ends when the losing team is 
pulled off their side into a deep pool of water in the middle. In our society, there are multiple games of tug of war trying to pull you onto their side to accept how they define truth and morality. I mean, you do want to be accepted, don't you? It's either this or that. If you didn't, one side or another, you would stand alone. Oh my gosh. Like Ezekiel in our Old Testament, you would stand alone. You would be rejected by all sides. God chooses Ezekiel to be his spokesman to the people of Israel. But the people are obstinate, polarized, hard-hearted. Not too much different than today. God says, but you, son of man, interesting, son of man, Ezekiel. Same thing Jesus was called. Son of man, meaning in Hebrew, son of Adam. Son of Adam, do not fear them and do not fear their words. Even though briars and thorns surround you and you live among scorpions, do not fear their words and do not be terrified of the looks that they give you. Ezekiel is to fear no man, no woman, no priest, no political party, no social movement, but to speak God's word. Proverbs 29, verse 25 says, The fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And we know that the attempt, intent of all snares is to kill. The fear of man will, produce, will, provide, will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So where do you stand in this political, racial, social tug of war that the world is playing? Are you able to speak up for clarity and truth of what Scripture teaches about a specific topic? Or when your confession is called upon to a clear defense, do you leave and put to one side what God says? Have you chosen a side? Or has a side chosen you? Well, the good news is God has already chosen you to be on his side. He accepts you. He has labeled you in a category of his own, redeemed child of God. As Christians, you and I belong to his side. We wear his label on our brow given in the waters of baptism. In sending his son, Jesus Christ, God has chosen you and me to be on his side. And in order to bring you and me to his side, Christ was rejected. Christ was spit upon. Christ suffered. He was silenced for preaching and teaching what the satanic world did not want to hear. A word that made them weep and gnash their teeth because they were judged and told they were wrong. They would not be silenced, so they silenced this Lamb of God. The silence of this Lamb was to free you from those who would seek to silence you. He already freed you from suffering, their jeering, name-calling, from being rejected, 
by their beliefs and morals. In this tug of war, Jesus has drugged Satan side through the waters of defeat, but he drags you through the water of baptism where you are washed clean in his name, complete, lacking in nothing because you are accepted. You are chosen by the color of your skin, but by the character of who he is, love and forgiveness. So you don't live on either side as Christians in this tug of war. You live in the water. That's where Ezekiel lived, in the water, washed clean by God's word. Ezekiel chapter 3 says, Son of man, eat what you see in front of you. So I opened my mouth and he fed me the scroll. He said to me, Son of man, feed your stomach and fill your belly with the scroll I am giving you. So I ate it and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. He then said to me, go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. Being on God's side in the waters of baptism, you and I have been given this sweet as honey word of God to speak, to be in, to fill our bellies with. You are chosen to speak his word to a world that is lost, both sides. To give God a voice in this world, both his word of judgment against sin and his salvation to those who seek forgiveness. This word is not yours. Neither is it your opinion. It's God's word. When called to speak God's truth, you speak as God's spirit moves you to give witness to him. Stop being afraid to make clear to everyone, everything, anything that which might stand against God's authoritative and objective right and wrong, that which might stand against all who seek to define their own truth, against all who would, who would uh, seek to define their own world by their own selfishness. Your objective? To pull them into the waters of baptism and faith, to live as God's children in this world. How can it best be done? to overcome this fear of rejection. The first one is put God in first place. Psalm 27 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? When I was little, I was afraid of the dark. All right, I'm not too fond of it now either. <laughs> I had to have a night light on. My mother put a light in the room because I was afraid of the dark. So are you, so am I. Only our darkness is called rejection and being silenced. There is only one light that can conquer this darkness, and John 8 tells us when Jesus spoke again to the light of the world. And this light conquers all darkness. The light shines in the darkness, John says in chapter 1, but the darkness has not overcome it. Christ's light has absolute authority over all forms of darkness by the world. His word is to be first in your life and you will not fear rejection. He is your spine. He is your courage. He is your confidence that gives you his word to speak in difficult situations, even at the risk of being rejected. You offer what God says. The light is my light. Second, put people in their place. Now, not belligerently, 
What I mean is realize people's opinions for what they are, opinions or desires. Who are you that you fear mortal man? Isaiah 51 says, the sons of men who are but grass. People's opinions, machinations, quests for political or social power are not God's words, obviously. If people reject you, silence you, they have lost the game. Look at what Paul says. Uh, am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Galatians chapter 1. To be a servant of Christ, I need to stop virtue signaling for the approval of people for fear of being silenced or rejected. Live as God's child. It is possible that you will ever or never, sorry, be affected by being rejected or silenced? No, you will always be affected by being rejected or silenced. You can never come to the place where you're not affected by other people. But you can come to the You'll always be affected, but you don't have to be directed. This happens by being directed by God, by abiding in his word, knowing what his righteous judgments are, and what his sweet as honey gospel word says for love and forgiveness. Put God in first place. Put people in their place. And thirdly, put yourself in the proper place. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, Paul writes in Romans 8, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Your improper place in the world is a slave to fear. Your proper place is a son or daughter of the Father. And you have a fantastic Father. He gives you Jesus. Jesus crucified for you. Jesus risen for you. Jesus present with his body and blood for you. You are lavishly loved and freely forgiven, completely accepted. Did you know we were born with only two fears that are naturally a part of us? The fear of falling sometimes happens when we're just about drifting off to sleep and I fall out of that tree, that horrible tree. I know which tree it is. And the fear of loud noises. We learn every other fear. If we learn to fear, we can unlearn a fear. So the fear of rejection that we learned in kindergarten, in middle school, in high school, in all the days of our lives, that fear we learned can be unlearned. And we unlearn it when we know the truth in our lives. You will know the truth, Jesus says in John 8, and the truth will set you free. So whether you were rejected asking that girl out or not invited to that sleepover party or silenced because you spoke up about what you believe in God's truth, all this can be unlearned by resting in God's truth. His spirit sets you free from the fear of people's rejection. Put God's sweetest honey word in your belly. Speak it with authority when the word of God is challenged because the authority is from your father. 
Two, put people in their place. Remember that. Their words are their opinion. Let your opinion be what God teaches. Three, put yourself in the proper place, in the waters of baptism, where he brings you to his side and gives you his spirit. Amen. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man will provoke, the fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Safe indeed in the Father's arms forevermore. Amen. To know more about Jesus and our ministry at Grace Lutheran Church, please find us at www.gracealoneonline.org. You'll find additional sermon podcasts and your favorite podcast channel every week at www.gracealoneonline.org forward slash sermons.